Hey guys, thanks for tuning us in for this 30-second episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests for this episode include former NFL wide receiver Vernon Davis, actress Betsy Randall, actor and musician Ed Quinn, former child actor Jonathan Lipnicki, and her good friend, Meathead Goldwyn. If you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and share with your friends. Our first guest is former NFL wide receiver Vernon Davis. We'll be talking about the latest season of Dancing with the Stars, which airs Monday nights on ABC, 8 Eastern, 7 local time. Vernon Davis, I, I mentioned to him before we come on the air this morning, it's it's good to finally be able to cheer for him. Uh, he was always wearing the wrong uniform in the NFL, but you got the uniform right, right, Vernon? Yeah, I got it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon, what was uh, what what's it been like so far dancing with the stars? Was it did it meet or exceed those expectations you had coming in? Oh, uh, it you know, it's it's been great. It's been great. But uh let me tell you it's been a struggle. It's been uh a true challenge for me because I'm not a dancer. I don't have a dancing background and you know, learning these different routines each and every week it's been tough because you have to really make sure that you're you're good on the details and being trying to be good on the details with six days of perfecting the dance is, uh, uh, it's hard for anyone. And, and being a, a former NFL player, did anybody back in the day, did they ever try to do, have you do ballet to, to improve your steps or anything like that in, in your career? Yes. I had so many people trying to get me to uh, partake in ballet, but I, 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 <laughs> I never really made time for it. I wish I did. Uh, because I can see how how it would be able to help you. Now, what is what what did you learn about yourself during the process of of dancing with the stars thus far? You know, I learned that uh, I learned that I can do anything. I, I learned that um, um, if you just take a take, just take time and, and 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 focus on something, and anything's possible. And I never really thought I'd be doing uh, ballroom dancing, and you know, I always thought it was hard and, and difficult and you know, I thought it would take a lot of time, but you know I've learned these dances in in, in days. So uh, it, it's all a mindset. You know, if you put your mind to it, you can achieve it. Now you've got the the, the Vernon Davis Foundation for the Arts that you, that you had set up, and and how much does this make you even appreciate the arts that much more? Oh yes, uh, you know, art is everything. You know, it, art is, is painting, is architecture, it's uh, it's dancing instruments, music, is everything. So, um, you know, when, whenever you're into the arts, there's a, a huge correlation between all, all facets, facets of art. And that's what I love about it. And, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it all, all kinds of art and because of the work that goes into it. You know what I mean? It's just like football to me. It's, it's all about the preparation with all of this stuff. And if you're prepared, you can go out and you can perform really well when you need to. Now, now, when you first got into the NFL coming out of college, uh, obviously you, you had your sights set on uh, on some end goals. Did you did you ever have a ph- philanthropist, actor, and all those things uh, I- included in the slashes after your name? No, it all kind of happened. You know, my main focus was just football at first. You know, I always knew I wanted to help people, and you know, I thought I'd be able to help people just by you know the income that I was having through football. But it was always bigger than that. Yeah. Um, and I and I didn't know that, but I just had to learn throughout time. And you know, throughout time, I you know I started to uh, navigate, and things just started to happen. It's been great. It's been an amazing journey. 
And uh, away from uh, the, the football field and into to dancing, obviously, Dancing with the Stars is one of those things that, that, that has lifted people's spirits for, for many years. And we've heard so many examples of, uh, of dancers that have been on the show that have been affected by it. And for you to be able to bring a positive into people's lives, especially when there's so much darkness out there in 2020, Vernon, what does that mean to you on a personal side? Uh, it means a lot to be able to put smiles on everyone's face because of everything it's been going on in 2020, and um, that's what life is all about. It's all about helping people uh, with their problems. How can you solve a problem? I think Dancing with the Stars is solving a huge problem for families sitting at home watching TV because they're able to sit back with their family, smile, and just live in the moment and forget about all the things that happened uh, this year, which is which is good. They, they can reset, right? And um, if they're watching us and... You know, uh, we're out there performing. It, it feels good. It feels good to know that we're able to help uh, making lives better. And for you, 2020, the way it's been so far, what what have you uh, delved into? I mean, we've all had to delve into something a little bit different. And aside from the dancing, which is which is an obvious, what is what is maybe something else that uh, that that you've learned, or maybe learned a new way of uh, of taking care of it. Um, for me, I learned, oh, I learned so much. I learned how to cook. I learned, <laughs> I learned how to fix things around the house. I learned, I even learned how to dance. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, yeah, just so many different things I've, I've been able to get into with, uh, producing films, uh, learning how to perfect the, the craft of acting and, you know, all sorts of things. And, uh, I became a better father because I got more close, much closer to my kids and, you know, it's been great. Uh, I know there's been some, there's been a lot of um, adversity during this time, but it also we also have to look at the the positive side of things and see the things that we were able to uh, navigate through and get better at. And, and Vernon, for you, the uh, there's there's so many things going on. Obviously, uh, the Dancing with the Stars. You want to make sure and let our listeners know where they can vote for you to keep you going on on Monday night and and then social media wise, everything else you got going on as well. Yeah, they can vote. So they can vote live during the show, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we usually come on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And they can, they can text Vernon to 21523, or they can go online at uh, dwtsvote.abc.com, and they can vote 10 times on each platform, which is pretty cool. Um, I encourage people to vote for me. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at VernonDavis85. All right. Well, Vernon, uh, congratulations on making it thus far. Congrat- uh, continued success throughout the season. And hopefully, brother, we can catch up and, uh, and visit again real soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Our next guest is actress Betsy Randall. You probably remember her most from the series Boy Meets World. Got a new movie we'll be talking about called Painter. Betsy Randall on the line with us. And first off, Betsy, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, now, Betsy, tell our listeners if they haven't seen uh, the, the trailers, the previews, a little bit about uh, the, the, the new film, Painter. Well, um, it's, it's really about a painter, but it's more, more about the relationship between a painter, two painters. My character is an older woman with lots of money and was once a painter and is no longer. And she is... Uh, decides to take this young male painter who, you know, she really likes and loves his work, and she starts falling for him, and the connection there 
between the two of them a relationship of wanting to support his work and make him a genius painter and famous and so on. This is from she she becomes obsessed with that. So that's sort of a rambling description of it. I think it's better written on on that little bio. <laughs> but uh, it, it's just it's interesting because you, know, you don't know who she is really. She was she's just obsessed with this young painter and and uh, he's desperate for help and support. So he you know they run around in a a world that you don't expect, so I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> and, and and Betsy, obviously, with uh, with twenty twenty, things uh, have changed. Obviously, the marketing and uh, it, it is available now on uh, on video on demand. And uh, Betsy, how challenging has twenty twenty been for you on a personal level as well? Oh gosh, well, I think it's so similar to so many people. Um, we are lucky lucky to have our health, and we're very careful. We're mask wearers, so um, we're definitely practicing what um, our scientists have told us to do to take care and not spread the virus, so we're conscientious about that. Um, it's, I've done more cleaning. I say lots of cleaning. <laughs> I've gone through all my old pictures and created new albums, so it's just obsessive because there's nothing else to do, and um, I've kind of enjoyed that part of it, to tell you the truth. I've enjoyed being able to just take care of things that I putting off um, before, so I assume you have had that same experience. <laughs> yeah, doing a lot of those things that, uh, that that always seem to slip through the cracks, right? Yeah, the gutter. You got the gutter. It's fun. <laughs> Now, now, Betsy, do, do you find it refreshing to, to, to take on a character like the like your role in The Painter? Do I like my role in The Painter? Do, do, you, do you find it refreshing to play a, a, a different type of a role than you're known for, I guess? Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, it's wonderful. I was, I was saying to somebody that one of the things about being an actor is you, you don't judge yourself. You're, your character, no matter what they do or don't do, they're right. They're always right. So as far as I'm concerned, he was right of to you know, get behind a, a thought process and then justify a behavior or whatever. If you haven't seen the movie, you're not. You'll, you'll, once, if, once everybody sees the movie, they'll kind of get what I'm talking about. But it's just um, like playing Amanda in Glass Manipulatory. She can be very controlling and you think she's cruel, but she's, as far as she's concerned, she's doing everything for the good of her children and that's that, you know. So I I love saying that. I, I love playing the mom on Boy Meets World, too, and, but it was a whole different... Everything was different. And it wasn't like that. I didn't have that license to stretch out that far. <laughs> and, they wouldn't want me to do that. <laughs> now, now, Betsy, what's the, how much different is it to uh, the camaraderie on the, on the set of, say, uh, like Boy Meets World and opposed to like the, the, the movie set? I mean, does, do, do you ever have the opportunity to, to, to have a closeness in the, in the short time you guys have together on set? Um, yes. We, do know, we don't have the long-term relationship for seven years, which, of course, is what Boy Meets World was. But um, tell you the truth, in a way that you feel closer when it's a smaller cast and shorter period of time. It's, it's like you just 
you come together and you all have the same mission, it's sort of an urgency that um, makes it delicious in a way. And you don't have time to kill or anything. You just have to... Well, because I had a big part, you know, it wasn't like I was this little part, so I was busy desperately trying to remember my words. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter saved me. I stayed at her apartment um, while I was shooting in L.A., and I don't live there, and, and uh, so I, I just lived with her, and if it weren't for her, I wouldn't have had all my words down, but I did have a lot of talking to do. <laughs> Again? But I, yes, I, to, to answer your question, I, there was a close. And there was a, a mutual respect for everybody from wardrobe to everybody. They just were lovely. And everyone wanted me to feel comfortable and wanted me to do a good job, and, and it helped. And I was equally as, as complimentary of them. So we really did have a nice bond. And I think um, the boy that, well, the boy, he's a romance. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who plays opposite me in the movie um, is a lovely person and a lovely actor very committed, and so we didn't chum around so much as we just had a, a similar uh, goal to make this work, and you get it, create a relationship when you're working with another actor, especially if that you're, that's the main person you're working with, you, you just can't help it, just you create a story. And again, like we mentioned, the new thriller painter, it is available on VOD, available now. And uh, Betsy, it's always great to visit with you. I'm looking forward to checking out the new film, and uh, hopefully we can visit again real soon. Okay, thanks so much. You take care. Up next is actor and musician Ed Quinn. We'll be talking about season four of One Day at a Time. Also talking music and some of his other projects upcoming. First off, Ed, great to visit with you. Hey, great to visit you, Cameron. Thanks so much for having me on. Now, the, uh, like I said, a couple of projects uh, coming up. A new season of uh, One Day at a Time. Also, uh, American Pie presents Girls Rule coming up. And, and Ed, uh, staying busy even uh, through the slow times that everybody else is dealing with. How, uh, how's that working out for you, brother? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel so blessed, Cameron. I got to say, I mean, it's, you know, I, both the shows, you know, my show, The Oval, and then, you know, One Day at a Time, both got shut down for the pandemic. Tyler Perry, you know, is Tyler Perry. So he moved heaven and earth, got 377 of us into a bubble onto the lot. So we were able to shoot season two. That should be coming out uh, probably early 2021. Um, and uh, One Day at a Time, you know, it had a it had a hard run, and, and it you know one day at a time. This little show with such a big heart, and it just refuses to give up the ghost. And it got canceled by Netflix, but Pop TV picked it up. It gets canceled by what the pandemic cut the season in half, and Pop TV is not going to do scripted anymore. So one day at a time's homeless again. But DBS comes in and says, you know what? We're going to put uh, season four on Monday nights at nine p.m. for the month of October. It's also on CBS.com. So if you never got a chance to see the show or if you love the show, every eyeball counts because, uh, you know, this is a big swing for, for the little show. And we could get to, we could find ourselves a new home there um, on the CBS family. And then, yeah, when <laughs> American Pie Girls Rule is uh, top ten on Netflix, has been all week. You know, it's, it's, it's the, the perfect raunchy teen comedy with a heart. So uh, things are good. 
And Ed, you talk about the heart of America Pie as well, but one day at a time, were you a fan of the original series back in the day? I absolutely was. Yeah, I watched it when I was back then. I mean, all Norman Lear stuff, too. I mean, you know, Norman's still there. He's still on the set every day. It's, you know, it was a real honor to work with such an absolute legend. And, uh, you know, with this reimagination that uh, Gloria Calderon Collette and Mike Royce came up with is, 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 is really special. It's really timely. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and it's just the cast is phenomenal. Maybe. Maybe if you guys haven't heard of the show, maybe you're watching Dances, uh, Dancing with the Stars, and Justina Machado, the lead of the show, is just dancing her little heart out. Um, so um, it's, uh, you know, it's a special little show. But, I mean, you know, television is a brutal business. And just, I can't tell you how many pilots that I've been on, how many shows I've been on that got canceled when they are supposed to go five more years. Um, it's uh, It's hard. And so... You know, I, I'm just real proud of uh, One Day at a Time for fighting as hard as it is. Now, Ed, I, I mentioned musician as well. Was was musician, was that first, or was was the acting the, the, the first bug that got you? Uh, um, music was first. You know, I grew up playing, you know, in Berkeley, California. You know, every little kid had a guitar, and, and uh, you know, Joe Satriani was the, the guitar teacher, had secondhand guitars down there on Rosengrove. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was a special place to grow up and, you know, a lot of friends joined in bands and, um, I ended up sort of putting it down and going to college and then going to Europe. And then I came back and as I was studying acting, pick it up again, had a band that, you know, started headlining all over Hollywood, got signed, imploded. And, you know, and now here I am again, interestingly, um, just built a recording studio down the street. So, it, yeah, music was my first love, but it's also a really, a really tough business. It's, I think it's the hardest of all the businesses. And, you know, when I, my, when I was playing in my bands in the 90s, was right when Napster happened and the Internet happened. And people just don't understand that a lot of people lost their entire livelihood because all of a sudden music was free. Um, and it was uh, it'd be like farmers all of a sudden turn around one day and, you can't sell broccoli or corn or you know you know anything because it's uh, it's all for free now. And, and what are you going to do for a living? So. Now, now, Ed, which which of the two do you find to be the better release? If if you need to to, to, to get something off your chest, is it is it the guitar or is it uh, is it the the maybe the the bathroom mirror <laughs> that you that you can yeah. sell? No, yeah, for me, I mean, like what I love about music is always you know. I'll always be a 15-year-old, you know, you know, with the rest of development when I pick up a guitar. Um, you know, acting is, is, fan, is, is phenomenal, but it's a much different experience. And, you know, and it's all about the process, not the moment. You know, you have to be in the moment when you're acting and the cameras are rolling, but the preparation and the blocking and, the, you know, getting the job and what's job and what's the character, it's always changing. And it's always, I mean, like, if you look at the three shows that I'm on right now, uh, you know, The Oval's a big, soapy, primetime, uh, 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 you know, drama. Uh, One Day at a Time is a, you know, situation comedy, which you shoot live in front of a live TV audience. Um, and then uh, American Pie is, uh, you know, big, silly, raunchy teen comedy. So um, all much, much different, and you've got to be sort of aware of that, you know, until the cameras are rolling.
That's right. Well, Ed, uh, like you mentioned, uh, one day at a time, uh, Monday nights uh, throughout the month of October, also American Pie and The Oval. And also want to make sure our listeners know where they can keep up with everything you got going on social media-wise as well. Yep, at Edward Quinn on uh, Instagram is my main one. I, I sort of dance in and out of Twitter when I'm live tweeting something. That's at Edward Quinn as well, um, at Ed Quinn on Facebook. All right. Well, Ed, always good to visit with you. Hope you have a great rest of your week and look forward to catching up again real soon. Thank you so much. Former child actor Jonathan Lipnicki all grown up, has a new movie we'll be talking about today called Broil. First off, Jonathan, it's great to visit with you this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really great to talk to you, Cameron. Now, now, Jonathan, things are a, a little different than Jerry Maguire in the new movie Broil that's available today. And Jonathan, tell tell our listeners just a little bit about the new film and 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 how you first got involved with uh, with the part. Uh, so it is about a powerful family, and the daughter of the patriarch hires a she- uh, killer for hire, who's a chef, to poison her father at a family dinner. I play that chef. Really interesting role for me. Uh, really excited I got to do it. Uh, how I got kind of involved was they um, they originally were looking at somebody else that my agent represented, and um, he wasn't able to do it. And the director, uh, Edward, uh, saw my name on her client list and was like, what's Jonathan up to? And uh, I sent in some some you know, footage of me, and uh, they liked it, and I was on a plane to Canada, you know, and, and making this movie. Now, now, whenever you, you were sending in footage, were you showing, like, uh, your home cooking, or, or, or how did they make that connection to you? <laughs> you know, what's really interesting. It's actually, you know, what kind of got me this role was a self-tape I did to, uh, for the white supremacists in the uh, TV show Hunters on Amazon, you know, with uh, Al Pacino and Logan Lerman. And I sent in a, a it was an old audition I had, and uh, my manager really liked the audition and sent it to them because he thought it fit. And it, uh, you know, it struck something, and I, I ended up getting the role. And Jonathan, now that uh, now that you're all grown up and everything, uh, you, you know, you you had some time away to 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 kind of grow your craft. And what was uh, who, who was the the inspiration in in, in those times uh, away from the the public eye, if you will? Uh, you know, it's not like I ever was like consciously like I'm just gonna take some time. I just kind of focused more on you know high school and being a normal kid. Uh, I always knew there was some growth that needed to happen, um, especially artistically and, you know, personally, and uh, I started going to acting classes and doing theater and um, rediscovering why I, I, I love this, and I, I, you know, I absolutely fall in love with it more every, every you know, every project I do, uh, and the inspiration behind that, I have a really good family, you know, um, and they, they've been there for me. And for you, did uh, was horror something that uh, that always had a draw to you? Something that uh, that that was of interest to you in the first place? You know, I'm not a person who looks at genre and is like, I need to do that genre. It's, it's the character and it's the material. And I've been drawn towards darker things, definitely. And uh, this was somebody and people who are misunderstood. And this is this from reading. I think it was like I read less than ten pages, and I called my my agent. Do whatever you got to do. I want this one. 
And for you, the the the, the release obviously this time around uh, uh, completely different. Obviously, uh, the, the the age of technology. But with uh, with COVID and the pandemic, what's uh, what's the landscape look like differently now than uh, than previous releases you've been a part of before? Well, you know, um, the, the the obvious one we we're supposed to have it in some theaters, and I, I don't think that's any, happening any longer. Um, I, as a person who loves going to the movies. That you know, that's that's been a thing that that's sad. Um, but you know what? Uh, the most important thing there, you know, is people people getting healthy and us getting back to uh, some sort of normalcy. I'm just happy to have it out and available for people to see. And uh, it's cool digitally. I, I I like to interact with people, so I'm really you know the cool thing about now having social media and whatnot is I get to get some great feedback from some people who have been supporting me for a long time and 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 it's really awesome I really like interacting with with people who are fans or or you know are just checking me out in this for the first time but uh you know I'm just grateful to have it out and again, debuting on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD available today. Uh, Jonathan, I want to make sure and let folks know where they can find uh, more information about the film and, of course, uh, where they can keep up with everything you've got going on social media-wise as well. Um, I'm mostly an Instagram person because it's positive. Twitter gets a little negative. Uh, Instagram is just my name, Jonathan Lipnicki. Uh Royal, you can check it out on iTunes, Amazon, or if you like having a physical copy, uh, DVD, Blu-ray. That's awesome. And again, uh, Jonathan, it's been great to visit with you this morning. Looking forward to checking out the film and hope you have a great rest of your week, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And our final guest is our good friend, Meathead Goldwyn. All right, guys, promised you another very special guest. And uh, every month we get joined by our good friend, grill extraordinaire, grill man extraordinaire, Meathead Goldwyn. <laughs> and <laughs> Meathead, always great to visit with you, my friend. Oh, always good to talk to you. We, I get hungry when I talk to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you always are talking about some great stuff. And, you know, as uh, as the seasons change, obviously, uh, gardening is, uh, is is starting to wind down. And thought maybe uh, I had some ideas as, uh, as we get rid of some of the garden product, if you will. Well, you know, I, I'm a gardener. My wife is actually, she's the gardener. She's a master gardener. Um, but... Um, uh, you know, you know what's happening now is the tomatoes w- just won't get ripe. Now, down by you, they're probably still getting ripe, but uh, sometime towards the end of the season, they just stop ripening. They just stay green. And of course, everybody knows about fried green tomatoes, and they're fantastic. Um, and 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 people who want to do fried green tomatoes, there's two techniques. One is to bread them, and the other is to batter them. And to do breading, um, you just you can dip it in milk or egg. Egg is best, and then roll it around in breadcrumbs or um, a panko, and you can flavor the breadcrumbs. And just put them in a, in a in a frying pan in a quarter inch of oil, flip them over, and they're wonderful. And they're really good on a burger. Um, uh, batter, you you actually make up a batter, a beer batter, and. Uh, uh, we've got a really good batter, beer batter recipe on AmazingRibs.com. Come get that recipe to start with. But that's where you get this really shattering, um, uh, puffy crust on things. And that's a fun way to go. Uh, the other thing to do with green tomatoes that I just did this week uh, is to pickle them. Now, this and a lot, a lot of people don't know about pickled green tomatoes, but they're just as good as pickled cucumbers. 
And in fact, I think they're better because they're crunchier on the outside. Uh, you know, if you go to New York, you go to any of the classic Jewish delis, Katz's, Carnegie Deli, there's always a big bowl of pickled green tomatoes. And you just make them the same way you would do pickled cucumbers. Um, a little salt, a little vinegar, some garlic, and some dill. And if you want to throw in a hot pepper to give it a little juice, go for it. Um, and, and it's really easy. Um, now, pickling is... is there, there, there are different ways to go with pickling. Um, you know, some people put them in a crock and they ferment them. And that's tricky because you're dealing with live microbes and they don't always go right. And there's a lot of people, it's, I, I don't advise that beginners start with fermented pickling. And you can process them also. You can can them, sterile process them so they're shelf stable. You can put them in your pantry. Um, but if you're not experienced with um, uh, uh, canning, that's a little tricky, too, because you don't want um, them to continue to ferment in your pantry. But the easiest thing to make is refrigerator pickles. They're really easy, and you can do them for onions, jalapenos, cucumbers, green peppers, uh, um, green tomatoes. And it, that's it. Just um, uh, you, you, you mix up the vinegar and the salt and maybe a little sugar, dill, whatever seasonings you want, and then you keep them in the fridge. And this is especially good if you've got a spare fridge in the garage or basement or something because you can just load them up, and they'll keep forever. And they really stay crunchy. They stay crunchier than if you can them, if you, if you process them. Uh, and they're just fantastic. They go great with barbecue. And do you, what do you, obviously whenever you cook vegetables, a lot of times you re, you lose some of the nutrients, and obviously refrigerating them, it's going to keep those nutrients as well. Yes, that's it, and not only keep the nutrients, but it keeps the crunch. Um, when you're doing canning, um, you 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 put a, you pack everything in the can, and you got the brine, the vinegar, and everything, and you uh, put a lid on it that is going to seal, and then you submerge the whole thing. In, in, in simmering water, and that pasteurizes it. And now you can take it out and you can store it on a shelf in the basement or uh, uh, in your pantry. But what happens when you do that is you're essentially you're cooking them, and they, and they become flaccid. They, they lose their, their, their snap. Um, refrigerator pickles, and the, the cool thing about refrigerator pickles is, is you can start eating them after 24 hours. They really suck up the flavors, and they, 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 they continue to improve in flavor for like a week. But new pickles, new cucumber pickles, I really like them after 24 hours. They're, they're really, and that's what they're called, new pickles. Um, they're, they're, and, and a lot of pickling stores sell new pickles, and after a week, they're not new anymore. <laughs> now, when you, when you start the pickling process, is there anything, what, how do you prepare the, the, the vegetable itself to be put in the pickling agent? Great question. Uh, if, if you want them clean, you want to scrub them up real well. You don't need soap, but you just want to rinse them and get all the dirt and any bugs off of them, of course. And you want to open them up, so because you know the skins are less permeable and they're they're um, uh, they're a little tough. So, like uh, pickled green tomatoes, and this is especially good with romas and those egg-shaped tomatoes that a lot of people grow for making tomato sauce. You just cut them in half or quarters, depending on how big they are, and that allows the brine to get in them easier. And if you're going to throw garlic in there, you just 
chop the garlic in chunks, you know, quarters or something like that. Uh, if you're going to throw a hot pepper or two in there, a jalapeno, cut it in half, cut it in quarters, drop it in there. Um, and uh, you can just throw the dill in there loose. You don't have to wrap it in uh, any kind of uh, pouch or tea bag or anything like that. And and uh, overnight, they're just they they transform. It's magic. <laughs> you you teach us magic just about every month as well. Now, <laughs> now, now I don't know. I love pickles, man. <laughs> <laughs> now now once you have got the the, the items pickled and uh, where, how do you set them up as what's what's your favorite blend? I guess with a pickling and uh, and a side garnish, if you will. Well, I I mean. I, the classic dill pickle recipe um, is, uh, is as, as I said, it's just uh, vinegar, um, a little water, uh, garlic, uh, some hot pepper, some dill, um, and, and away you go. And uh, that's your classic dill. Now, you can do sweet pickles, um, and they're great for sandwiches. And uh, those you put a little sugar in there, and, and then you can make um, pickle chips, you know, cut the... Uh, Cucumber horizontally, and now that now you've got pickles for your hamburgers. Um, you can pickle eggs, uh, and I've got recipes for all of these. Go to amazingribs.com, and you'll find uh, the the dill pickle recipe, the pickled tomato recipe, pickled eggs, um, uh, pickled onions. Pickled onions are really fun too. They go great on on salads and pizzas. Um, uh, so a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And and I know that I saw you post this one. I think it was last week. I saw the post about uh, the the end of the, the the grilling season for most people. So that means some bargains. And and I know that you guys do some yeah. great some great ratings on on grills. If if folks are yeah. looking for a now bargain, you're 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 in a warmer climate than I am. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's you know starting to get chilly. Uh, November is coming around the bend for us and. Uh, uh, the uh, hardware stores, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, all those big guys, Ace, they're uh, clearing off the floor and getting in the Halloween and Christmas. De- well, Halloween decorations have been in there since the 4th of July. Drive me nuts. <laughs> but they're getting all the uh, other stuff in there. So the grills are often on closeout. They don't want to store the grills in the back room. And and by now, the little kids have gone by and they've twisted the knobs, so some of them have a broken knob. I once bought a really good gas grill at a Home Depot. It was like a $1,000 grill, and the guy gave it to me for 200 bucks. It was missing one of the knobs, which I bought online for like 20 bucks. <laughs> That's um, a, that was a good purchase. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, 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 you, and, and often they'll dicker. Uh, if you get it, because they don't want these things, they want them the heck out of there. Um, so you go in there and you look at it, and especially if you find one that's dented or something, make them an offer and start at half the list price. You can often get a deal and a half. That's right. And of course, uh, Meathead, I, I mentioned the website. I, I w- would be remiss if we didn't send folks over to uh, to not only find about the the, the greatest uh, grills to purchase, but also all the recipes that we talk about all there as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, we've got a book too, AmazingRibs.com. Uh, excuse me, is the website. The book is Meathead. And you know, one of the things we've been doing this year, if you don't mind me doing a little plug here, uh, we've pu- we've we've published three. Kindle ebooks 
for $3.99 a piece. One is all about ribs. Everything we know about ribs is in there. And another one's all about chicken. Everything we know about chicken is in there. And another one is on this cool technique called sous vide Q, where you use this novel technique called sous vide. Now, don't get me I, that, that took me a half hour to explain all that. But if, if your listeners know what sous vide is, it works really well with barbecue and smoking. And we got a whole book on that, too. They're all on Amazon for $3.99. And in fact, in fact, um, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I was about to say they're free, but uh, it, no, they're not free this week. Mm. Yeah, we'll they're... probably have them free on Black Friday. All right. Well, uh, be sure and check that out. And uh, again, the website, AmazingRibs.com. And uh, Meathead, always great to visit with you, my friend. And hope you have a great October. And uh, well, I-, I figure we're going to be talking a little turkey next month. I could be. And I'll... Uh... I'll see you next month, and uh, maybe maybe I'll come by for Halloween and get some candy. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Meathead, always great to visit with you, my friend. Take care, pal. Again, thanks for tuning us in for this 30-second episode of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, feel free to find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, feel free to click the support tab and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest idea, feel free to email me, Cameron at KWHW.com. We'll see you for episode 33 coming up tomorrow.